You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome back to Break It Down. We're going to jump back into the breakdowns of Emery's new EP, Dead End. Uh, in case you missed part one, then you should know by now. Because when you ever miss part one of something, you're supposed to go back. It's really kind of redundant for me to even say it. But go back and listen to the previous episode. And the song we covered, one of the songs we covered last week, The Noose, is out on Spotify this week for streaming. But the other three songs, two of which you'll hear today, are only available to members of Emeryland. Which is quite simple, really. All you got to do is participate with us in creating our music in whatever way works best for you. And you can do that by pre-ordering a vinyl. You can do it by joining Emeryland for as little as $3 a month. And you'll be automatically entered into our private Discord group where you can download the EP and some other stuff and chat with and get to know the rest of the members and us. So that's where we'll that's where we will be hanging out when we can. We're gonna continue to uh, work on EPs. We're gonna try and do three more of those this year or before the new album comes out, which will be next May. And of course, Emory Land members will have access to all that and get to watch and hang out as we do that. And uh, that most of that music that we do this year for Emory Land will be publicly available, but not until May of next year. It's very easy. Go to emorymusic.com and sign up. And I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. And then after this episode's over, we're going to continue to go through, uh, we're going to start back at the very, very beginning, and we're going to start, Devin and Toby and I are going to start telling Emory's stories, or Emory's story in the long form, I guess. We're just going to sit down, we've already started doing it a little bit, and it's kind of fun. So we're just going to try to go back and remember and account for and archive all our memories and what the, the thing that Emory is, and try to get a handle on it before the memories we have are gone forever. So we're going to try to capture them, and we're going to do that with this podcast for the foreseeable future here. So glad you're still with it. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. Break it down, oh, break it down. All right, let's play another one. Okay, what's the next one? Yeah, let's do it. Oh. What's the name of this one? Oh, yeah. The Road Beneath Road My Feet. Road Beneath My Feet, yeah. You just want to play it before we talk about it? We've been talking a lot. You want to, you want to just play another one, and then we can talk about it after? Yeah, we'll what? tell them what they got to do to get it. We'll remind people that are watching us or tuned in on Facebook here, whatever else, what's going on, and then tell them a brief thing, what to listen for okay. as far as the meaning of the song a little bit, and then we'll do it. Uh, right. I'm going to post the links in uh, both twitch and facebook but you can go to uh, our indiegogo page igg it's, it's kind of stupid igg.me slash at at <laughs> slash emeryland okay go that check out our packages you can either do a one-time purchase of one of our packages uh you'll be subscribed to emeryland for a year you'll get the album you'll get some of the perks that are involved in whichever package you choose, or you can go to emorymusic.com and look at our monthly subscriptions, three different ones, three different levels. Uh, you can subscribe on Twitch, which gets you into the, uh, the lower tier of the monthly subscriptions, but it's still great and we appreciate it. You get all the digital stuff. 
go do that. You'll get the new EP pretty much right away, and then you'll get all the stuff moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this and so this song is called The Road Beneath My Feet, and it's basically, Devin wrote a song called This Town, and this is about leaving that town, Greer, South Carolina, and uh, some of the obstacles uh, that, I, <clears throat> that I personally faced trying to get out of Greer, South Carolina. Okay, here we go. It's funny because on on this song, I remember Dave and Matt, you know, they're up to their shenanigans. And so they say, hey, we got (laughs) this was kind of before I think you started coming on Twitch. It was like one of the first few weeks. They're like, hey, we have this punk beat. I was like, oh, no. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, how are you going to come up with something that? And obviously you did a great job. But I love the part. I guess Matt calls it the chorus. I called it like the Mm pre-chorus, but it ended up being basically like a chorus part. But the dun god dun 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 god, and it's it's really I love that part. And then the end turned out really cool, like the kind of the screamy emo part. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really awesome. The uh, the thing that I thought was interesting about the punk, the fast and the punk thing, it's just I was just wanted to do something fast. I've just said, I, you know, yeah. see if I can explain where we come from on this. Like we. 
Emory exists in the territory of something that would be in the the punk genre, I think, overall. Like, overall, Emory and Emo and Screamo is some sub-genre of punk, really. And, I guess, mixed with other things. But growing up, and even when we got into music, punk was not a type of music that I like at all. I thought it was a goofy, right. and it's part of where we grew up. Well, you up. liked pop punk. You liked, like, Green well, Day. Didn't I would you? say even further back. Yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, I like Green Day. I guess in a commercial way. But that's or not the something. punk that we that everybody thinks. Yeah, of. but but when punk was ha- like by the time there was pop punk and the scene, I mean, right. I guess I just thought of punk as this weird, disconnected mohawk, uh, angry people. I didn't understand. Yep. I didn't understand the culture of punk Sinners. and what they were were that I was also, but I just didn't connect with what I thought was simple, fast dumb music it wasn't musically chord uh harmonically rich enough for me i thought it was too simple of music it was just fast and it was all about the energy and the whatever they're about which turns out is actually describes me pretty well i just didn't understand it at the time but i never thought anything fast or punk was good at all and when we first had all our emory songs they were six and eight minute songs and they were all slow when we moved to seattle and started to write music we yeah started to get in the local scene, which we didn't know it'd be any different than Nirvana from what we for for all we knew when we went there. But it turns out it was like ska <laughs> and it pop punk of the silliest bullcrap that it seemed yeah. to me. Even when we got there, the local bands were doing what seemed to be this happy, silly it wasn't heavy enough. It wasn't emo enough. It wasn't crazy enough. It seemed too simple. And they would just play this fast stuff and all the kids would dance. And these bands that weren't even any good they were doing better than us at these local shows. And I thought that was quite irritating. Because, like, well, that's easy to do that. You just play fast and play a couple chords and it's whatever. Yeah. And right. I didn't ever respect it. And then as we, you know, kind of interface with that, we definitely, when you see what it does to a crowd, you realize, oh, this is communicating. It's resonating. Something's happening if you play a faster beat. And so we, our music got much faster when we moved to Seattle. What we, Our musical tastes all, yeah. and the tempos went way, way, way up. But I still always felt uneasy about pushing it to an even higher tempo. And then, because I still thought that stuff was, I guess, cheesy. I don't know why. Looking back on it, I don't know why at all. And then now it's like, could could we just do a fast song and pull it off? It's, it's It feels like some something to try to pull off. But it, 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 it feels good. And so I don't know why my resistance to it has been so so much in the first place. But that's what you felt when you heard it. It's like, oh, great. Fat, why, what's wrong with fast? It's too happy yeah, or right. what? I just thought, okay, here we go. Dave wants to do something like Black Flag. and, and I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, bad religion or something. Uh, bad religion, religion yeah. I mean, yeah. Bad religion. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, how am I going to do this? Because I don't want to sing it too punk. But that I think the beginning, I, I, I tapped into that a little bit, that bad religion kind of vibe. But, uh, then it, but then it changes so strongly. But first time I heard this song, I did not like it either. It felt like parts to me. And that, this was the song where I was like, oh, no, this isn't turning out good. I didn't feel good when you sent it to me. And then we we mixed it up a little bit and changed what was going to be the chorus part. Mm-hmm. kind of just became a bridge. And then I just totally understood it all. And I liked it so much better because uh, it re- it repeated that part, which I think is really important. Uh, instead of it just being one, it felt like it was one, two, three parts, then repeat those one, two, three, yeah. then get to the end. Mm-hmm. It repeats the parts that I think they're important uh Lyrically, but do me. you think that that, that do yeah. you think of uh, do you think of pop punk and punk stuff, Rufio, Newfound Glory, 
saves the day. You know, these bands, even in that day, I thought they're not, there's something I thought they were missing that I now no longer think they were missing. Is that, do y'all feel that same way or no? Partly. Like you'd feel silly doing a happy punky song. Like it seems like insecurity to me when I look back on that. Yeah, it probably right. It felt a little, I think the same as you, I felt like it was a little, a little cheap uh-huh. or a little simple or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it just felt like mm-hmm. it just wasn't exact. I didn't have the right frame of mind to really understand what it was. Yeah. I was looking more artistically at this big like idea instead of just the emotion that it was causing someone to feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think the problem was there, there was some, there were some really good bands like green day, maybe even offspring that were that kind of in that punk vein. And then you just had like, we got inundated with it. Unbelievable. When we moved to the West coast, cause it was a bunch, honestly, there's several tooth and nail bands. And I was like, what is this? Like, what are they like doing? You didn't take right? Scott then, know, the or stuff seriously. Right. Some bands I thought were good, but over the majority of it, no. But I mean, that's what people probably would say about yeah, emo and screamo I, I know, too. I know. But, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. It's but, immature. But I'm saying, I don't know if I would have. I, I don't think I would be upset playing a poppy punk song though. I think that'd be fun if we if we, if we had a song like Off Dookie mm-hmm. or something. I think I, that's probably how Ooh, I would write a that song. That makes me so. But I think but, you. I think that what I'm saying is it's easier to hide in complexity or heaviness, <clears> like. No, who's going to criticize you if you're up there screaming or doing something complicated? Like, nobody can say that's dumb. But if you do something vulnerable like sure. a pop song or a fast song or a simple song, it's so you feel so exposed, you know. Is what I, was I see what you're saying. Well, and yeah. also, like, some of the punk, like, I guess some people call it the real mm-hmm. real punk rock. Like, it's it's not artistic at all. Like, the right. vocals are, are real rough, and they don't, they're not pretty. They don't sound good. They don't care. It's just what they're saying and why they're saying yep. it. And I never re- related to that at all. But now I you never kinda had do, that. don't you? Well, yeah, a little yeah. more for sure. But also bands like Green Day and and early early pop punk emo kind of bands, they kind of took that idea and made it nicer mm-hmm. sounding too, mm-hmm. with more with better melodies and you know what I mean, stuff like that, which I think really enhanced my view of it. As well, you know what I mean, and people would probably call that pop punk, I guess. But that's just the, it. It it took the punk rock idea and made it a little bit poppier, which I don't know if I would have ever gotten there if it wasn't for that. Yeah, yeah. You know All right, I mean? so uh, I want to talk a little bit about these lyrics, which are I said I wasn't going to because it's really funny. But uh, so this song, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I don't know if I want to. Um, <laughs> just do it. Cause it'll just be, I don't, it's just, okay. It doesn't matter, but okay. So (laughs) (laughs) I can be super vague and and do that. That's what I'm saying. Being vague would be stupid. You don't need to be. Okay. So this song, uh, the beginning of it is about when I was, we were getting ready to leave to start Emory and Joey quits our band, my best friend. And my dad, you know, just says, you know, you're going to fail and don't call me when you fail, when you move out to see it. And so that's what these things are. Right. And so, yeah. uh, that, that, that's what that is, you know, uh, the, the first, the first <laughs> verses about Joey, I drove, I don't know if you remember, but like when I found out Joey quit the band, I just, y'all were all doing something or we're gone or whatever. I, I, y'all weren't around at all. And I was completely by myself in Greer 
and I just drove around Greer and uh God, 2001 by myself in my Mercury Sable. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, green Hunter Green Mercury Sable. And uh, I said, I drove around this town when your letter found my eyes because Joey wrote us a letter to quit. He didn't even, you know, he didn't tell us face to face or anything. Right. And then I said, you chose yourself and said that God told you that it was right, which is basically <laughs> what he said. <laughs> it's basically what he said that God, God, you know, he just felt like it was a God thing and he had to leave and he couldn't tell anybody. And I was like, okay. That is and so, so funny. you know, I That's know. All, you no, didn't I didn't know. know. I didn't know or, that. I get it. Put that, yeah. put those together. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, and I said, did you care that I was still your best friend? Did you think that I would just be all right? And you said that you were sorry, but you couldn't take it one more night. He had to get out of there and leave. And, uh, that's, this is when this, that's why I like this, the soft part there repeat. I said, I guess you never, never knew yourself what it means to be someone else. I'm someone else. And I, I just felt that way. I was trying to tap into all the feelings I felt back then because I was immature too. And Joey didn't know what he was doing, and it was the best thing for everybody. I see that now. But in the moment, when you, when you get a letter in the mail, when you literally had saw your friend and you practiced with Emery the weekend before, and then a few days later you get a letter in the mail and he doesn't answer phone calls or anything, and his mom calls you and says, Joey just told us he left and he's gone north and we don't know, you know. So I was just trying to tap into that. And then the same way it goes with, with my dad, who – some of that what we were talking about before was just he had the fear of y'all are leaving and you're going to screw up and it's going to be bad and you know he probably still was tapping into a little bit of that you know father son thing of you're going to come back to me and you're going to be hurt or something like that and he was just he just couldn't endorse it and he he had to say it in a really tough way that really hurt me um and so and then it goes on to just talk about that like you know but those feelings and then um last thing here and it's kind of interesting um I almost didn't even realize this and it just it, it's so funny it's like a freudian slip almost but if you notice um both both the songs the new and this one end talking about calling from a payphone and and those are both to my dad those are th this song it says from an old payphone would you believe or will you say you drove those miles for a stupid dream like i was thinking about calling my dad and and the reason i did that too is because back then we, we really did use payphones mm -hmm. like we, we did use them and yeah. I, I like that imagery of that's how you contacted him and, and I was like, in that song, I say that like, we, we, and, and then in the other song, I said, I saw, uh, I saw on the side of the road, a payphone in the streetlight glow. I wanted to call you and tell you everything. And both of those are to my dad. And I, I didn't even almost realize I was doing that. It was it, like I said, it was like some kind of Freudian deep thing there where I wanted to call him and, and either hear him say it doesn't, you know, like, aha, I got you. I made it or something or. Look at this. I'm, uh, even though the Christians are doing this and in, in treating us this way, our band's still successful or whatever. Like both of those are to him, and I, you know we probably will never have that conversation. I don't even know if I could explain it or articulate it right to him at all to even say what I mean. I don't think I'm doing a good job with y'all right now. But that that when I went back and I was listening, I was like, oh whoa, those those are both the dad. And it was just it's really crazy those those links to the town and to everything was that too. I don't know. It was just, it was just interesting. So the huh. song might even be almost more about my dad, but it just, that first step was Joey quitting the band. I'm like, Oh, I must be stupid. This is, and I'm an idiot. If Joey's quitting, shouldn't I, what am I doing? I just graduated college. And I'm going to ride to Seattle. I've never been there before. Never been at, you know, hardly out of South Carolina. Wow. So yeah. that's, um, okay. So the two things, so this song's about two separate things and how do they connect the, so one of them, if people did, don't catch the whole backstory, is yeah, our original bass player was Joey. We do Bad Christian with, 
we planned yeah. to move to Seattle and start the band. It was basically what he was pretty much his idea or, you know, we founded the idea with the four of us and he backs out like weeks before we're set to move to Seattle. And then it's just us, you know? Um, yeah. But, and then your dad, how, how do the two connect for you? How, like Joey there's a song about two different yeah. people, but what's what's in common about? Oh, well, well, the, uh, that those were both those both happened within a matter of weeks, and both of them made me feel like I was making a terrible mistake, or I should not leave. Why? What am I doing? And and to start Emory, to, both, to move to Seattle, right, and start yeah, right, Emory yeah. was a bad like yes. they both made you feel that that was a bad idea. Yeah, well, if Joey was quitting, and what did it mean? And and maybe that it was already a bad start. Yeah. And 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 then I mean seriously, which we're going to talk about in the next song. Right after those two things happen, where I'm feeling okay, nine eleven happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every possible thing that would say, "Don't go start a band in another state," or "Don't even start a band," <laughs> happened when we started, and so that's what this is. Like it was like a, a snowball effect of things. Like, wait a minute, your best friend is quitting the band, and you you thought he was in it for life. As if it was it, a good it, idea it, it, in the idea. first place. Like, what is the whole idea? Right, right. I mean, it was it was well, such a it, like if you can imagine how like right now. Emory, it means whatever it means. And it means a certain thing that everybody agrees upon. Everybody yeah. knows what it is. There was a moment when it was just a possible theoretical idea of a thing. And right. it was not very strong, <laughs> not very strong right. at that moment. So then when one of the only four people that kind of even knows what it could even mean or believes in it says no, it, it's so fragile at that moment. I mean that's an important moment. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah it was, re- and it was rough for me. I mean, I'll even be a little bit more vulnerable here with y'all, it, it, with Joey specifically. That was my best friend, and y'all all knew each other and grew up with each other, and were really close. And I know I was close, but I was like the outside person, even with y'all. I know we had done this stuff, but Joey and I had Joe seven forty seven, and y'all helped us out with it. But y'all had Simply Wayne's and and uh, Satchel, uh, y'all y'all's bands, and I was like, man, now I'm going out with these guys, and uh, you know our. Or how close are we? What's going to happen? Are, are we all in it? Like, if Joey quit, he's my best friend. Well, everybody else might quit, too. And, and as, is dad right? Am I going to get right. out to Seattle? I don't have a dime. Like I said earlier in this you know, this show, I, I left with like three to $500. Yeah. What did your dad say? You know, if you what, What's his line? He said, you're going to fail, and don't call me when you do. Yeah. yeah. Which is a, a way and, and, of him telling you, please don't go? I think yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think maybe. It's it's not as vicious as it sounds now. Back then, as a father now and seeing those things, and, you know, there is selfishness in that, and and there is hurt and pain, and a little he wanted to inflict some on me, but now I see it more as don't don't go way over there. What what does that mean? If you go there, he 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 never left South Carolina either. I mean, what maybe I'd never come back. Maybe I would get killed in his brain. Yeah. Maybe maybe I would fail and. Do something bad, or who knows? You know what I mean. We, we <laughs> South Carolina in two thousand one doesn't understand Seattle too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right, it's probably know. still doesn't. But all right, but definitely not. I then. didn't realize how focused this EP was on the, the. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about it to to put it in perspective now <laughs> with the meaning because again, I've been mired in the, the notes and the sounds. Yeah. And so I'm just starting to get to the level of understanding the songs and the, the the words and the meaning. But we did discuss it of how to find inspiration for what we wanted to do for even this whole record, I think, beyond just the CP. Yeah. And that's to try to make sense out of our own 
story and where we come from and looking back at that as opposed to go back and write songs about being heartbroken. Like that's not, doesn't make sense. Let's go back and wrestle with the stuff where we came from and what we've learned and how we're different now and what we see different. And maybe that'll come out like real stuff. And so, so far yeah. I'm feeling that really good. I'm in, really enjoying doing this. Um, so we'll go smoothly there. So we're still uh, tapping into the absolute foundations of Emory and our formative experiences. The next song uh, is right in that same territory. So now we leave. We're going to go to Seattle and Devin will tell us about this song, which is basically the day we leave. People know the story. We, yeah, the day we've been planning to leave to go to Seattle to start our career. We said, let's, let's leave. I don't know. Let's leave in the fall. Let's go September the 20th or whatever. Something happened. And somebody goes, Oh, we need to leave earlier. Let's go. Uh, let's make it the 11th. That's a whatever day of the week that is. We'll go that day. September 11th. We'll go. We'll get up early. We'll leave at six in the morning on September 11th. Happened to be 2001. That's when Emory yeah. will actually start about six in the morning, September 11th, <laughs> 2001. Yeah. So, isn't that insane? I mean, that's just I insane. I mean, I, it's hard to even really think about it. But <clears throat> so this song's called "Some of Us," um, and it's just about literally what Matt just said. I mean, we uh, this culmination of excitement and a anxiety and nervousness and just everything all at, at the head. It finally came to the head, and we're in Matt's driveway. We all kind of meet there, our parents or whoever drop us off and we're getting there we're, we're getting ready to go and so I, I just remember I really do remember that moment that morning super vividly in my mind because we had this huge racing trailer uh, hooked up to Matt's Yukon and it's it was a really bad idea but we had it and we were going and we you know we were just like no matter what we're on our way saying goodbye to the only thing we've ever really known the people that we loved all this stuff and just going I mean, yeah. 3,000 miles away, as far as you could go, and that was it. And we were scared, and our families were crying and sad. It was just an insane moment. Um, and so I just remember that so vividly. And then, obviously, that, the biggest moment in our lives, literally, oh yeah, the biggest moment in our lives, and then two hours later, the, one of the biggest moments in American history happened. And so it's like, what? Like, even, you know, it's just one of those things you're like, it doesn't even make sense to me. And so when we get to, I mean, we'll tell the story again. I mean, obviously, but we go to Cracker Barrel a couple hours away. And by this time, I guess it's about nine o'clock. I don't remember when the attacks actually happened, but yeah. it was early in the morning. And um, we're in the, it's funny. It's a funny story, but we were in the backwoods of Tennessee, I believe. Um, and the waitress comes out all f flustered and the kitchen staff's going crazy. And they're like, oh, oh my God, New York has been attacked. And we're, we're like, what? What are you talking about? And she's tourists. Tourists have attacked New York yeah. City. And so we're, la we're like, what in the world are you talking about? And then obviously it, it's relayed to us that she's talking about terrorists. <laughs> so at this time in history, that wasn't even a common real, that wasn't even Terrorism really a common word. A common that wasn't even thing. a common yeah, thing. Yeah, right. You know right. what I mean? It wasn't even something it that you really used the word that often. Of, the, of those people. Right. Yeah. No. That was the moment that it became yeah. a regular use. And so we're like, oh, a terrorist. So somebody 
flew planes in the sky and then she threw she said it was the son of bin laden she didn't know some bin laden which i maybe i didn't really know him all that well either it's time <laughs> what were you supposed to know him <laughs> I know. Yeah. so all of a sudden we hear this and then we're like what so we finish our breakfast i guess right yeah. i mean we finish our breakfast at cracker barrel and then we're like well we got to go somewhere to see what's going on we have phones or whatever so i think we went to walmart or target I can't even remember which one it was. One of the two department stores that existed like everywhere, basically. And we went into the electronics section and just every TV, I remember every TV in the whole place was the planes crashing into yep. the World Trade Centers. And we were just, I, I, in the <laughs> second so verse of the song, the second verse of the song, I say, I was sinking like a stone inside my own mind as we watched the world fall, scared that we could lose it all. And I was, I was just picturing us standing there like, kind of arms by our sides looking at these TVs like watching the trade centers crash. I was just right. like just the thought in your mind like what 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 is what's happening? I mean, you know I what I mean? Having, you uh, guys felt the yeah, same way, I was, right? But I was having a really different experience too that was like um see if this makes sense. Well, how long is this Walmart peace stop going to last? We got to get on the road. <laughs> You know, like that, it, like we got, right. I mean, who knows what that was? It was like, it was still to me, I feel like I missed 9-11 because I didn't yeah, see I it. Everybody agree. talks about, yeah. I watched this, I, I saw this, well, the footage of this. I, I never saw it until later on YouTube. Because what, I, like we right. get gas and pull over and I'd look in the window and see a little tiny TV in the gas station with the attendant. What's going, you know. What what happened? All right. Anyway, we got to try to get to Minneapolis by tonight. Right. I mean, yeah, we were all on the I mean, road I don't with even, nothing. I mean, we. I feel like I we mean, what it. was our what was our conversation even like in the in the car I don't after think, that? I just don't I think we understood it a lot less. I mean, we had other stuff going on. Like, I feel like we yeah. missed yeah. in a way the national event. Like, we're off the grid for it. Right. Yeah. For the next six days, we were in. Yellowstone and uh, <laughs> right. driving through right. Montana and sleeping in parking lot. I mean, without Mount an Rushmore. internet connection. I mean, it didn't, weren't, we yeah. were offline well, exactly that week. I thought that was so I crazy. I think that's the thing. When y'all are saying that, that's so funny. Now that you say it, I remember now, uh, or I guess I didn't, and maybe y'all didn't either. I didn't realize the gravity of it until, like, even when that lady said that, like, tourists attacked New York or whatever, I was like, oh, that sounds crazy. What? Because if you think about it, like, I, I don't even remember, like, the big events like that in my life were, like, the, uh, the space shuttle crash, you know, with yeah, the, Challenger. The, the teacher, and, yeah, the Challenger, and then maybe, like, uh, maybe the Oklahoma City bombing, mm -hmm. oh, was that Timothy McVeigh? Yep. Is that his yep. name? That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, that, there was some stuff like that, but, like, you're right, like, I didn't even think about, it. like, terrorism wasn't even, I was like, I didn't know. It didn't make sense even to me that people from another country had come into America and attacked. I mean, that maybe there had even been that conversation, but nothing like that was going through my mind. And then I, I felt like uh, when it when we actually did stop and see it, I can remember standing at one. I think it was excuse me when we first when we really got to see it more extensive. I think we stopped at a Walmart or whatever. But remember that first night we stopped in Indiana and we stopped at a Meyer. Mm -hmm. And you know M E G M E J I E R or whatever, yeah. and I, I remember we went in, and I remember us all standing there watching. I was like, "Oh, this is crazy! What does this actually mean now?" That's when I it started hitting me. And then we the next day we went to Chicago, and it was closed. What, what was closed? And, and, 
Chicago the city. <laughs> the city. <laughs> it kind of was. It really got yeah, like, dang yeah. it. Yeah. Like, they, like you couldn't go certain places in the city at all. It was like, like hey, be real. You know, and we were in a, a caravan of a car with a big giant yeah, race trailer, right, yeah. go kart racing trailer. Everybody's yeah. like, what is this? Uh oh, what, what is this racing trailer doing in the downtown Chicago yeah. or whatever? They weren't going to let that happen. So I think we went to one hot dog place, but that's about as far as we could get. And we had never been across the country. And it was just, it does feel surreal. And, and you're right. Now that I remember watching it, I did think, oh, wait, what is this? This is crazy. It, maybe this is something. Because there was, at that time, a big fear of something else is going to happen. You better watch out. There, right. This isn't the only one. There's more attacks on the way. I mean, that was for yeah, sure. Everybody I, I thought, thought that sure. was going to happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, I thought there were more attacks for sure. And the whole part of it, too, is, again, going back to, that's our first real experience of leaving home and all this stuff. So right. we call call our parents and family and whoever and of course they're all like well just you need to come back home until this blows over yeah oh, and yeah, we're like sure. well well i mean why we can't <laughs> i mean what's that gonna do like you know what i mean we're not going into t- to look for the trouble we're just trying to get across the country and they said well big cities and all this stuff and so we were just trying to wrestle with like well do we need to go back is that the right thing is that the smart thing to do just yeah. to wait uh, and I, I mean, we've talked about this a lot too, but I think if we had, who knows, I mean, when it would have felt right to leave, you know? Right. I don't know if it's, we would have. Right. So, I mean, who knows what would have happened after that? Um, but yeah. And I mean, so I'll just talk a little bit more about these lyrics real quick and then we'll play it. Um, okay. so the, the chorus, what a melancholy day is the point, <laughs> right? Know, like if you're was, ever going to have crazy. like mixed feelings about a day, pro- <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> The day yeah. every start, like, yeah. our life start, and that is right. the same moments. That's that's exactly that's complex. <laughs> so a part of this too was like the okay. So the chorus says, "Standing on the edge and looking over top the cliff, searching for a way out of this. Just ask yourself this question: Will the jump kill you, or will it let you fly for the first time in your life?" So I was kind of thinking about us, partly. Like you know, is you you got to make this big decision. You got to take this big step, and you got to just do it. And what will that mean for you? Will it will it kill you, or will it make you a better person? And then also, when I wrote this, I know this sounds a little weird, and maybe I don't know how people would take this, but I was also actually kind of thinking about the the terrorist pilots. And I was, I know that's weird, but I was kind of thinking like they have been led to believe that what they're doing is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And they wasn't, a, you know what I'm saying? Like that's in their, in their mind, like there's these two different perspectives, like this idea of us, where we're just trying to make a life for ourselves and do something that we've been dreaming of doing. And there's this other perspective that's almost doing the exact same thing, except they are ruining a lot of people's lives and their own life. But they're, they think they're kind of doing the same thing. They're, they're, moving in this direction they've been told was the what they should do. And so it was kind of a weird perspective in my mind, like this one person that feels so strongly about what they believe that they'll do this yeah, to just get other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and us in this, just these dumb dudes from South Carolina, just trying to make life happen. And so it kind of says the same thing in the end. It says a triumph and a tragedy, the scars remind, but they will never heal. Suicide is sweet relief to someone who can never really feel. So that's obviously the suicide is the the plane, the pilot, the bomber. Um, 
that they just say, well, this is, this is it. So we drove into the sunset as the brothers and the sisters softly wept. Some of us are starting fresh and some of us will never wake again. So it's kind of just that dual perspective of triumph and tragedy. I don't know how else to say it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't I, I yeah. didn't quite understand all that, but I was feeling like just the whole build up section and the song and the lyrics are so serious. And the um I thought what was interesting about this song is Andy from Lowercase Noises said when it first started, when the song first came on, he said, What is this some cheesy worshipy sounding ballad? <laughs> you know. Um yeah. which it was something we were kind of thinking about and had been talking about as ballads and and that stuff and then he said I, I was really worried about it but by the time you got to the end of the song um it really all it really all worked and to me that's a really really cool because it does it like the yeah. the what this song's the dynamic part of the song and how it sounds and starts in and then where it goes is so crazy because there's some parts in it like the build-up i'm saying there where the lyrics are just as dark as possible if you're understanding it from what you're saying there. And then some of that, the music is still major key and happy in that part. Mm -hmm. And it starts to set, the music sounds so light while you're saying the most like uncomfortable things that I can think about. And I just, and then, right. so that like, that's what makes the song super. It starts to get really complex and out of hand as it goes on. But it starts like you, you think you understand this energy of the song and then it twists you all up. So that's the way I'm, that's the way I'm hearing it currently. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for. And then at the end, obviously the music kind of takes the turn, which is was our plan. So and if you I, haven't love how, I love how the music turned yeah, out. Yeah, but if you haven't heard it, we're kind of spoilery. Spoiling oh, yeah, that sorry. the vibe of the song changes, but that's yeah, not really sorry. a spoiler with Emory. I don't think that whatever the, you start with may not be what you end with. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing that spoiled it is uh, during that whole emotional talk, Matt's phone's been going off and everybody on Twitch is like, dear is God, really? answer your phone, Matt. <laughs> Was yeah. it vibrating? I can't hear it. Do you hear the vibrate? Devin's going, it was really, you know, Devin's talking about the terrorists and all this. Oh, man, that's funny. Oh boy! All right, let's play this. Let's play this song. Let's play our battle. Toby, ju Toby right, just did what I always appreciated about the show Friends and a lot of other sitcoms, where they'll get to some super serious moment, and as soon as they get there, no matter what, the dumbest gag is about to hit. Right? Oh yeah, they put yeah. the <laughs> which that was really. I Nailed thought that it. was really nice there, Toby, on that, that a way good. to cut the energy. Anyway. Back to some serious shit. You want me to start Back. the song? Yeah, here, let's okay. serious. Yeah, let's if you hadn't noticed, that's what's fun is twisting with people's emotions. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind, of, oh, yeah. kind of what we like. I remember that morning Like it was yesterday Threw my suitcase in the truck Kissed my mother on the cheek It's not so easy To leave everything you know Eyes full of excitement With hearts so sad to leave our home 
I just wrote on Facebook. What was the story behind this? I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to go back and listen to this, Matt. This is gonna be a podcast for folks. Yeah, right? I think we'll put this. I can yeah. put this on the Break It Down podcast because very, very close in nature to that. And I think we'll go beyond that and do some more stuff like this. So, yeah, this uh, if you're just catching it or tuning in or hearing that. You can get that song and the three other songs, the four songs of our EP called Dead End, which is making up a part of our full-length album that will release in May 
of 2020. But you can have the EP now and the next EP we make in three months and the next EP we make in three months after that or so, maybe a couple Christmas songs, maybe a couple covers along the way. We'll see. You can get all that if you sign up to buy a vinyl or subscribe for like $3 a month on our website or subscribe to us on Twitch. The point is anything at all that you do to participate with us commercially, uh, you'll be in our group and it's called Emory Land. We have a private Discord server and inside of there you can download the music we have and are working on we'll be doing uh we're going to be doing music creation on twitch weekly and we're just trying to break down most of the barriers between you know artists and people that consume the art there's not much there's not many people involved in what we do so we just try to do as direct as we can and interface that way so get involved with us commercially get this ep right now if not you have to wait about a year to hear it um but we really do appreciate all the support. It's really fun to go back and, I don't know, think about how we got to where we are. There's different values that it has to me now. Like now it has a different type of, of value than than yeah. it did. It feels, it's fun. It's, it's interesting to do. So I think we're going to tell stories and we'll podcast farther about it, talk about our songs. It, I don't know if it feels vain. Or it's part of me wrestles with, does it feel vain to talk about yourself and tell your own story? But on the other hand, at the place I am in life, I just feel the compulsion to do it. I want to say what I have to say while I'm here and record it. If somebody can listen to it in a hundred years, if they want to. Don't you apologize for being you? That's man. what I feel like. Well, That's my impulse. I don't know what else to say. Because funny, we are. Hey, one, of the, one of the young Seth asks, "Are we going to talk about Eve and other songs? We are, right? We're going to yeah, talk yeah. about all it's kinds of songs. Take all, years. Our, maybe our whole catalog. Take years maybe. to do. Yeah, it's going to take years. Well, it's funny too because when me and Matt were talking about this, when Matt and I were talking about this the other day, he was like. He's like, I mean, I kind of think we need to talk about these things because it won't be too long before we won't, you won't remember. remember. <laughs> yeah. I almost like, don't know. I'm serious about that. That's like a, not really a joke. I know. It, eventually, I know. we just... If it, it isn't a joke. That's Nobody's why it's funny. I'm not laughing. Do you remember when your grandparents would tell stories and it was about this guy and he did this and this guy with this nickname did this thing or whatever? Like, if you don't tell it, you yeah. just forget it and then it's just gone. Oh, yep. Ken. Oh, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the time. Yeah, you know, no. whatever. So no, I yep. think it's awesome. I'm actually I think it's really cool because we kind of start we start with our brand new music, which is about <laughs> us before so which vain. is about us before we made any music. Yeah, yeah. you know You're what I mean. Right. Like that's really cool. It's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. So I think if we take that perspective and then go back and like just give context of where we were when we did the weeks in and the question and so on, all the way up till. The, till eve i mean i think that that'd be awesome i think people really like well, it well we'll probably stay commercially viable for a little longer or some fans will hear this and get some value <laughs> out of whatever but i'm mainly yeah. speaking to the people that are hearing me in 100 years from now that are in my fa share my dna <laughs> aren't you glad i made this <laughs> that's the way i feel that's yeah. my, my main yeah, they're gonna listen to this yeah they're gonna listen to it okay. my grandkids are gonna be like wow that's who i'm talking to you right now <laughs> that's, that's cool though. this is my message to you this is what i was like this is where your grandma came from this is what this is what yeah i guess you might be right how much would you listen to your if great you had great, great great grandparents like if you had the audio of your great great great, great grandparents this, you might listen to the oh, whole thing like hanging out with their yeah, friends so cutting awesome. up if you had that oh, it would yeah. be very very but, but very valuable imagine if you had the Egyptian and telling kings stories about their lives. Tell, I mean, that'd be yeah, cool. Maybe, I, but I, but it might be really boring. You turn out, you be. know, uh, Cecil died last no, night. No, not if you're now interesting. We had to go milk the cow. I, but what I'm saying is, 
what we're doing right now might be maybe, really, really boring. Maybe it is to people in right. the future. But I'm telling you, if you could go back uh, 2,000 years and hear the peasants that had good personalities like drinking and hanging out and telling stories, how much more would the, think if you could have those that recorded, what, how much information would be in there about their society? Yeah. Yeah. Us on Twitch right now is like, us on. <laughs> That's like when my oldest sister turned on the video camera on Christmas and left it on for six hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. wait, I think we're going to open presents in like two Long hours. Long form is what I'm saying. Long well, form. Not this condensed stuff, uh, distilled two, po- three points yeah. to get the best PowerPoint video on you. No. This is going to take hundreds and hundreds of hours to do. <laughs> well, it's fun right. so far. Yeah, this has been awesome. We're going to start doing this every week. And so, uh, well, most weeks, maybe we won't say yeah. every week, but many, it'll many be sh- weeks. It'll be shorter yeah, yeah, in general. Yeah, we'll do shorter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little at a time. Well, thanks for watching, guys. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading! Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.